You know, when you had a guy like Phillip, you know, nevertheless, uh, a guy that understands the system, understands the game, uh, he puts you in the best position possible. And our, our whole thing is to try to be balanced as an offense, and uh, we were able to do that and open the drive. That was Antonio Gates after scoring the first ever NFL touchdown at StubHub Center from who else but Phillip Rivers. Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. On today's episode, I catch up with safety Trey Boston and former Charger Marcellus Wiley. But first, ESPN's Eric Williams joined me to recap Sunday's game and look ahead to joint practices this week with the New Orleans Saints. Eric Williams of ESPN joins me the day after the Chargers fall to the Seahawks in their first preseason game of the year. And Eric, the preseason to me is almost several small games played within the confines of a three-hour <laughs> NFL game. And I think you need to take a lot of things with a grain of salt, especially in the first preseason game. 48-17, you never want to give up that many points. But I look at the the positives to start. The first-team offense comes out there, 13 plays, 75 yards, drives right down the field, converts three third downs, rivers to gates. Pretty appropriate that those two kind of kick off StubHub Center. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. In some ways, the score is inconsequential. You're really kind of trying to evaluate individual players as you you put your roster together. But I do think there's there's something to be said about winning, too, when you haven't won a whole lot in the past. This is a team that's only won nine games over the last two years, so you definitely want to be competitive. I'm sure that's something Lynn will consider. Uh, but you're right. It, it was good to see the offense be efficient in that first drive. I think five different people touched the football Philip spread the ball around well. They're able to run the ball uh, efficiently, so they had some balance, which has kind of been a, a talking point for, for Lynn. So I like that. And then I like some of the special teams play. I thought Lambo making that 53-yarder was, was big. Uh, also had two touchbacks. And then Drew Kayser averaged uh, 57 yards on his three punts, and so that was good to see that both those guys – are responding to the challenge in terms of the competition. Uh, one last thing, Travis Benjamin, big play, 74-yard TD catch. And that's kind of what we've been seeing in the training camp. He's been making a lot of p- big plays. It looks like he's healthy and, and back to looking explosive. And you hope to see him continue to build on that. Yeah, Eric, we talked about him, I think, the first week of camp and just you know how outstanding a camp he's had. And then you know for Kellen Clemens to, to throw that interception and, and bounce back and, and, and hit Benjamin, that speed, Phillip Rivers, I think, is really going to benefit from having a healthy Travis Benjamin when you look at Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and just really all the weapons they have. I think Benjamin is a, is a real X factor for them. Yeah, no doubt. And, and what it does is it keeps those defenses honest. They can't just kind of key on on, on Keenan Allen in the middle of the field, they have to respect the deep ball, which means they have to play off a little bit. And so that creates some some room in the middle of the field for guys like Gates and Henry and, and Keenan Allen to operate. So if they can uh, keep Benjamin healthy and, and he can give them that big play ability week in and week out, um, that's going to be huge for the offense. It's also huge for the running game too. Melvin Gordon defense can't sit at the line of scrimmage again. They have to loosen up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And again, the, the game plans are very vanilla in preseason. So you know, you, we see Melvin yep. Gordon for a series. Um, we didn't really see the running game pop, but it's, yep. it's something where you have to gain momentum from series to series. It's really hard to, to kind of sustain that when you're moving guys in and out in the first preseason game. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to uh, touch on in terms of things that need improvement. It's just really play at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Again, I think they ran it for 72 yards. Um, maybe average about three yards a carry. That has to be better. 
they tried to feed Andre a little bit Williams and, and he just couldn't get going. And then on the other side, the, uh, the Seahawks ran for 133 rushing yards, uh, were very effective running football and really were kind of pushing the line of scrimmage one or two yards towards the chargers again against those backups. And so, um, you want to see that, that cleaned up moving forward. I think the one thing overall, uh, is just, um, What's the identity of this team moving forward? You know, what's the identity that Coach Lynn is trying to create? I think we saw it with the first team in terms of the balance on offense and the speed of which the, the defense played. I thought it was a nice for the defense to, to get off the field and force a field goal. Uh, Trevor Williams made a nice tackle out in space against a pretty good running quarterback in Russell Wilson uh, in order to force that field goal. So that was a nice play. Uh, but I think moving forward, you kind of want to, figure out what this team's identity is when playing against the Seahawks, you kind of see what their identity is. Like Carroll's been, you know, with that team for seven years. So he's had a long time to kind of establish a culture in a way that his team's going to play. And, and obviously Lynn is just starting to do that. And I think regardless of identity too, you never want to turn the football over. And in the second quarter, <laughs> when you have three turnovers, that that's kind of when the floodgates opened up a little bit. That's something that I know that they need to clean up. And again, the context of it, you know, Philip Rivers wasn't in there. Clemens had a sure. ball tipped, you know, another interception. I think he would have liked to have back and a fumble, yeah. I think, at the end of the half. Just how important is it for these backups to take care of the football, especially, you know, if, if they're thrust into into action, you know, that's paramount. That's pretty much priority A is taking care of the football. Yeah, uh, Mike March used to always say that uh, the quarterback has all the teammates and everybody in the organization names on the football when they're dealing with it. So, it's precious and you want to take care of it. There were kind of some fluky turnovers with tips and all that, but still, I mean, it is on the quarterback. He's responsible to make sure he distributes it and, 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 and takes care of it. Um, and that's again, been a point of emphasis. This is a team that turned the ball over a league high 35 times last year. Rivers finished with a career high 21 interceptions last year. So they want to do a better job of that Four turnovers overall for the game. Um, obviously coach Lynn wasn't happy with that. Um, we'll see if he can get that turned around next week against the Saints. Desmond King had a couple of really nice plays. He had the interception, but yeah. I, I think the hustle play, I think he was blitzing on that play. And uh, to, to be able to run down Trey Madden, uh, he's just a magnet for the football. He had 14 interceptions at Iowa. I think he had 29 picks in high school. Um, you're starting to see a <laughs> wow. guy who really is a, a magnet for the football. And I think that's something where he's going to make his hay in the NFL by potentially creating turnovers and just being around the football. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. He really popped for me. Um, he just looks like a football player. Like you said, he really has a great nose for the football um, and anticipates and, and and understands you know where it's going to be. I thought that was a great play to get back into it and not give up on that play and, and, and knocking the football out from behind and, and, and chasing. Um, he had the interception, um, but just seemed to be around the football a lot of the time, and, and that's kind of what you want from that safety position. So. I'm interested to see if he can continue to, to do that. The special teams piece is going to be important for him, that he's able to, to go in there and be a core special teams player, a guy that can contribute uh, in that way if he wants to make the roster. Dan Feeney is a guy that we're probably going to see a lot of during the regular season, and he played uh, well into the game. What did you make of, of his play on the offensive line? You know, it looked solid for the most part, but in terms of O-line, D-line play, those are things I want to go back and watch the film because – you're watching so many aspects of the game just to kind of get a closer look at exactly what he's doing. But you're right. I, I think it was good that they gave him a long look. 
he's a guy that, that might be playing a lot for them in the regular season, depending on what happens in terms of depth or injuries. Um, so I think it's good that he got a lot of snaps in a, in a, in a, in a game against you know, a pretty good defensive front in the Chargers, or excuse me, the Seahawks. Eric, this week the Saints come in for two joint practices before they actually play at StubHub Center on Sunday. And a couple of things that stick out to me, the fact that Sean Payton and Anthony Lynn are both Bill Parcells guys, and I have to look this up, but I think they may have been on the same staff in Dallas when, yeah, Parcells, was right. the, when, when Parcells was the head coach. I think it's going to be some physical practices on, uh, on Thursday and Friday. What, what are you looking to see from these guys now that they have some tape uh, from the first preseason game and really just correcting those mistakes against another opponent? Yeah, well, you mentioned, I mean, you want to see improvement based on what they did that first week. How do they go back and, and correct those changes? And I think they have a unique opportunity because they're practicing against a, a different team. They're going to see a different scheme, both on offense and defense, over the next two days and, and in the second preseason game against the Saints. So they get to kind of work and, and try to improve those things throughout the week uh, against a different opponent, which I think kind of heightens up the intensity again for that week. Um, and I think that should benefit them. And then you're also going to see a couple former players, too. Drew Brees obviously started with the Chargers, so he, he'll get a chance to experience what the, the L.A. Chargers is like. And then Manti Teo's uh, started their projected starting middle linebacker right now for the Saints and, of course, was drafted by the Chargers and played here um, for the, the early portion of his career. So you'll get to see a couple former Chargers uh, on the practice field. Eric, I had to look this up last night because I was thinking about it. Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, I think since 2002, have started 234 of 240 regular season games for the Chargers. <laughs> this is pretty remarkable, man. I mean, you look, you go back to 2002. I was like, I think I was in college at that point. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, that is weird to think that those two guys had that many starts over that long a period for, for one team. Uh, it, it definitely says something about the personnel department and, and their drafting in terms of finding two guys like that, that, you know, you know, Drew Brees is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and I think Rivers should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, two very good quarterbacks, obviously, um, that won a lot of games for this franchise uh, and now are going to be on the, the same practice field for a couple of days and playing against each other. Um, but yeah, it definitely speaks well for the personnel department. Eric, get you out of here on this. I, I know you've been to a lot of NFL stadiums. What was it like watching NFL football in a uh, in a venue like that? You know, it was different. You know, obviously a smaller venue. Um, I thought from a fan's perspective, you know, it, it was pretty cool, you know, in terms of being that close. Um, I think the um, atmosphere will be even better during the regular season uh, when you have a full house. Um, but, you know, first uh, game, uh, you know, I, I thought it was, was, was a good showing for them in terms of just, you know, the, the ins and outs of the game and, and, and what was being presented uh, from a fan experience perspective. And again, I expect the energy level to be different um, once the regular season begins. He's Eric Williams of ESPN. Eric, thanks so much for the time. I will see you out at the Jack Hammond Sports Complex this week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Chris. With Trey Boston after the game. Trey, before we get to the game, your first impression of playing in front of these fans at Step Up Center? Oh, it was fun. Um, they came out, supported us, um, you know, gave us a little life in the beginning. And um, 
after that, you know, um, you know, it's just it's a regular game. You got to get back to playing football. But I think the fans did a great job of showing out and you know showing out. It started out well. Offense marches down the field, scores a touchdown. You guys hold the Seahawks to three, and you know it's just about taking care of the football, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think our ones did a great job of going out there, establishing what you know Charger football wants to be and what it's going to look like. Uh, I think uh, twos and threes got to clean it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, these are young guys. First preseason game um, under a new system with new brand new coaches on how we do things around here. So uh, I think next week is going to be a huge week for us because you got to see how they're going to bounce back from that one. How are they going to um, take the professionalism, you know, to their game and, and truly um, become a professional, you know. So uh, I hope that they come back and they jump back. And uh, I know as a veteran, I'm, I'm going to help them get back into it because, you know, it's just one preseason game. Season hasn't started, but that was a good look of, you know, um, guys and what they have to you know prepare for it's a unique week too because you play the saints next sunday but they're going to come to your house for some joint practices so how how do you approach the week with knowing that they're going to be there for a couple days i mean you go in you kick kick butt every day you know you you have a, you have an opponent there you know um you want to treat every practice like it's a game pretty much you know these are guys who you don't truly know but you definitely want to get a feel for and uh if you beat them during the week you hope to beat them again during practice desmond king he had an interception and he, he had some hustle plays out there what have you seen from him throughout training camp it looks like he's kind of a magnet for the football yeah man the guy is uh he's talented the guy like you said jim jim thorpe winner has an eye for the ball the guy uh you know finds a way to get around it you know so I, I was very happy for him to get those um you know the turnover one turnover and the one forced fumble you know that's effort you know on that play he was blitzing you know for him to be blitzing and then come back run down the running back and then get a you know cause force fumble you know that say that ball's bounced through the end zone you know that's a whole nother play you know that's amazing um but just to see a young guy like that work you know this you know f- again first preseason game as a rookie um that's a good feel you know you'd like to see stuff like that out of your out of our rookies and uh, i think him and Rayshon did a great job for us in the back end what's the biggest difference you know being a rookie in their first preseason game versus you being a vet the game is faster obviously but but what do these guys you think these guys are feeling after their first preseason game these rookies this is nfl football um just because it's preseason doesn't mean that it's you know taken lightly um this is when you come in and you sharpen your iron you know ones did a great job um you know now twos and threes got to come in and and perform just like ones and that's how that's how you know what your team's about you know we played a a championship caliber team over there in the Seahawks and they did a great job of showing us what it looks like you know front and back um and detailed um they did a great job of you know keeping the ball um you can't you know turnovers are big in the game um and we had plays 50 50 plays that we could have made as well um but I think we did a great job overall. Again, we're going to learn from it. The young guys are going to come back. And as veterans and coaches, I'm pretty sure, you know, we're pumped up for next week going against the Saints. And we got an opponent each week, so guys are going to be up to playing them. So while they're up to playing them, you know, we got to use that adrenaline and take that into next week's game. you got to accentuate the positive, right? That first drive on defense, you guys hold them to three. How did it feel to be out there with the ones? Oh, it was good, you know. Um, I came here to play ball, you know, and, and my guys know how I play. I'm very passionate. Coaches know how I play. I'm a guy who loves to bring the energy to the game. And uh, it, was, it was amazing being out there with those guys. Those guys are great. You know, we're, we're going to be a good team, but uh, it's not just about the ones. You know, unfortunately, in, in, in football, your ones will go down every so often, and we need twos and threes who are going to pick their game up and help us. And, uh, again, we're going to get those guys along. But going with the ones today, you know, it's a blessing, you know, to be out here and working with this team. Please be joined by Marcellus Wiley. Marcellus, first NFL game at StubHub Center, man. What'd you think? Oh, it was an amazing experience. I tell you that from the fans' perspective. They got to see football in 3D in a way that they've never seen it before. 
Um, I think such a unique experience. Fans are going to come out here in droves and check it out. So exciting to see how it's going to grow, but certainly a great start so far. It's 48-17, the final score. It's preseason. It's yeah. game one. What did you see out there? Obviously, the first drive, Phillip Rivers, 13 plays, 70-some-odd yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, what you take from this is, is your ones versus the ones, and that was a great experience. You talk about Phillip Rivers going out there five for six, throwing the touchdown. Antonio Gates said, forget my birth certificate. I'm still the man. Um, that's what you want to see. Now, obviously, you want to see more in the running game. Uh, but you got to give running backs enough carries to get some rhythm and to go out there and self-correct. So you don't want to grade them too harshly. And also on the defensive side of the ball, you just got to get off the field and third down. Uh, time of possession, 23 to 36 minutes. You can't lose time of possession to that degree and expect to have much success. Um, get off the field on third downs defensively. I think that's the key. You know these preseason games as well as anybody. For the fans that don't know, you see a score like this, you're like, oh, man, what happened? Right. But this is playing pretty vanilla right now. Yeah, you are. I mean, look, you, you come out there with a script but not a game plan. You yeah. just say, hey, man, we're trying to work on these plays no matter what we see from the other team. And sometimes that goes in your favor, sometimes it doesn't. Um, the only thing about losing by that margin, 48 to 17, is – Whatever coach says, practice just got a little harder. I don't care. I mean, we're humans, and coach is just going to feel some of the eyeballs at him like, uh, that was game one in the new market. So that, that thud practice that was at 50% intensity just ramped up to 75% intensity, and we may be tackling a little more live. But all in all, uh, it was a good effort from the people that's going to count the most and matter the most, and that was good. You have a unique perspective with this market. You know, you have a radio show in L.A. You, you do a lot of stuff in Los Angeles. You are a charger. Yeah. The fact that these guys have so many stars are playing in kind of a unique atmosphere, how do you think they're going to be received if they start winning some games, especially early on? Oh, you know, L.A., we export our culture, our entertainment. That's what we do. And, you know, if you go out there and win games or even lose games in an entertaining fashion, L.A. will love you. So, um, it's going to be exciting to see the Chargers with stars on every level. And they got a franchise quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Um, you got household names. You got young up-and-coming stars like Joey Bosa. I'm telling you, the market is ready and it's ripe for the Chargers to go out there, get back into the playoffs, and win over these fans. Last thing, I had to ask a defensive end, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, this tandem. We talk about the AFC West, too, with the guys in Kansas City and Denver and Oakland. you got to have pass rushers. How do these guys stack up with everybody else in the league? Oh, man, you're going back to the Rayleigh Johnson and then Marcellus. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. We did have a good year together uh, and then had some good years. It was fun. Um, I, I, talked, I talked to Merriman about the, the Sean Phillips Merriman era on Friday, though. That was, hey, that was a major era as well. i got to give him credit. Uh, we started it, though. Uh, let's, <laughs> let me say this. Joey Bosa, 12 games coming off of a holdout and injury and still give you 10 and a half. Ooh. Violent hands. What I see from him is just violent hands and a motor. The boy just keeps going insane. Uh, what a talent. Melvin Ingram, just that, that edge rush and the fact that he can just move like he can so gracefully. Um, special tandem. And what's going to be good is they're going to have an offense that can put up points. And that's a dream for a defender to go after the other team's quarterback, fourth quarter, having leads. So the second most injured team, which is the Chargers, has to stay healthy this year. If they do, they can do something special. Appreciate it, Tom, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. I'll see you again. Go Chargers. That'll do it for today's Chargers Training Camp Podcast. My thanks to Eric Williams, Trey Boston, and Marcellus Wiley for joining me. And a reminder that this podcast is now on iTunes and Google Play. You want to search Chargers Podcast to subscribe. And if you could, please leave a review. 
And if you want to hear about something or from somebody within the Chargers organization on this podcast, give me a shout on Twitter at Chris Hayry, and we'll try to make it happen. Until next time, we'll see you soon.